Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs and producers from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now we're in the virtual studios for another Virtual Sessions episode with two of my favorite house people. I've seen them numerous times when they've come to Seattle, and I got to hand it to them. They have been holding it down and have a new release. I am glad and so happy today to be welcoming Pete Moss and Colette on the DJ Sessions Virtual Sessions. How are you two doing this morning? Good, Hi. thanks. Thanks for having us. I guess, Pete, it's really not morning for you right now, though, is it? <laughs> no. I love the Zoom thing. Yeah, it it's, it's like early afternoon, so I'm it's like Sunday. I'm awake. Yeah, Sunday night for Pete. <laughs> I, I have done. I have done. I have done Zoom calls from London across, you know, but I haven't done a, a different daytime. That'd be yeah, or is it different day? Yeah. But anyways, we're here to talk about a lot of things. But number one, first and foremost. You two just released a collaborative album together, um, The Days of Retrospective, and that is on your Candy Talk Records label, correct, Colette? Yeah, it released on my label. Just uh, It just came out, and it's Pete's brand new, beautiful album. It's a collection that I am featured on. I snuck myself in there, and it's it's a gorgeous album. It, I was listening to some of the tracks beforehand, and I know Too Soon is like the one to go for, but mm -hmm. I clicked down and you had, I'm, I'm, I grew up listening to Fleetwood Mac as a kid. My dad was yeah. completely ecstatic about them. And I was just like, I was, it was going through tracks and all of a sudden it just went to the next one and Dreams came on and I was like, I to listen to it like oh, three thanks. Times. <laughs> That's a super important record to both of us for sure. Yeah. I mean, we I would appreciate just, that. Um, I was just blown away and I just can't wait to see, not only hear more, but I'll listen beyond. That's what happens when you don't put your phone on silent and your computer's tapped <laughs> into your phone in the middle of an interview. It's like, y'all know what that ding is. No, that's okay. What's the cute ding? Um, but um, looking forward to what else is coming up. But both of you, I mean, Colette, you are um, going, you just had your 10th year anniversary yeah, of, I started my Talk. label about mm -hmm. 10 years ago. I, you know, I've been releasing music for 26 years now. And um, I started the label 10 years ago because I just wanted to have the ability to work with whomever I wanted and release music on my own time schedule and still do work with other labels. But it's just nice to have that freedom to, you know, come up with a song and be like, I'm going to release it tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Pete, you started Recline Records back in the late 90s. So you have did. almost two, two and a half decades of, of doing music as well. I mean, the collaboration power between the both of you coming together, you know, we're talking 30 plus years. Well, yeah, I mean, Colette, you've been doing music for a long time right now, but with your labels. years combined of like, yeah. music Ex making. Exactly. And that is just yep. amazing. Um, you know, what was the inspiration to get together and work on, on the, the days, a retrospective? Um, well, I can tell you, so this past uh, two years, <clears throat> I've done a series of remixes for Colette and Candy Talk, um, starting with The Dreams, and then we moved on to another one of her singles that I did, um, my own release of remixes. It was physically was the next record I did for her, and then finally it was um, Call On Me. So these are all popular records that Colette has released in the past and was kind enough to offer me my own projects remixing these and then re-releasing them with a main mix of mine a dub an instrumental 
and then we tour together and then we do these uh, projects live. So it's been like this whole kind of, uh, you know, movement between the both of us that we're trying to like bring to people. Um, and it works, it works beautifully because we can kind of release this music and then tour behind these projects. And then after those three, uh, she released um, a separate release of all my mixes that I did for her on, on Candy Talk. And then um, because of the success of Dreams, thankfully, which we, was the first time we've ever worked on music together. Yeah, and we've known Which each is, other since we were kids. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of crazy because we've known each other forever. We've played records, I don't know, on and off over the last 20 years, and we'd never collaborated on any music, and that was the first one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it, it all, you know, made sense and, you know, worked out organically, musically on my end, as far as doing the mixes, it put me in a new place. I mean you know, we, as producers, we stayed the same, meaning our opus as an artist, but at the same time, you're always hoping to grow your, your sound as you learn, you know, as an, from an engineer standpoint, or just a producer, like me particularly, I like to retain who I am, but always listen to my, I'm always going to be very critical of my stuff, but at least listen to my music and hear growth and change as an artist, but also retain that fe fearlessness of when I first started making music. And that's a balance that I can kind of sometimes struggle with because I want sonically to always get better and I want to do less with more and I want to make sure that there's always life and everything I do. But at the same time, I listen to things I did on recline in 1997. And I think, wow, that kid was fearless. Like I was talking on the microphone. I was using wild old. We're going to bring that back though. Pete's going to start singing live. Yeah, at our um, shows. I think that's a wrap <laughs> on those days, but you know, so, so for me, this has all been like a, a gift and um, it's all felt really organic working with Colette and touring with her because it feels like it is the right time. We've kind of come around to a point where, you know, it's like, it's a nice package to be able to do these venues. We both like the same size venues and we do everything we can to, to make it happen for promoters and to make sure that we can, once we're on the road, if we can pull off a date, We've also you been know, on the same roster for the last. Yeah, time. so NECA's represented so. us for a long time. So mm -hmm. I think it was think meant to be. It was, and we're both <laughs> we're both grateful that we're that we've been able to come together musically, and kind of make it happen and make people happy mm -hmm. with what we're that's, doing. That's kind of how um, Pete's album came together too, because um, I had released a retrospective on my label probably four years ago. And I think it's a nice way to sort of look at your body of work because, you know, when you're always making music, you sometimes forget how much music you've made. And then you kind of forget where you started from. And, you know, because when I'm making music, I'm, you know, I make a song and I, and I do fall in love with the song, but then I move on to the next, you know. And what's nice about a retrospective is you can kind of take a step back and you look at everything you've done and you make a nice little package of, 
a small part of it to kind of say like, you know, this is my history of music making. You know, and there's so much that you both talked about just a few moments ago that I have so many questions for you, but I, I, I have some questions I wanted to ask, but you asked me, you touched on so <laughs> many things that it was yeah, so Colette's fabulous. real chatty. I, mean, so. you, I don't she, know, Pete, you've got to take it up the screen. Oh uh, no, so you far. sound like her now. Yeah. She's like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. She's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing you run your mouth. I was like, you know, there's only an hour, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we can always do a part two. Yep. Right. We're doing a part two. Pete's still hey, talking. I know. Hours later. Oh my goodness. Part two. Yeah. After we, you know, gave Pete the, the hard so, chop. There is a part two. It's funny you say that of the days. The that's, retrospective because he had one. too much to say. We had that's to give him exactly two albums. Exactly <laughs> what I was just gonna bring up. I was gonna say this isn't just a a one album. This is a two part compilation, retrospective compilation is. that is put together. Which is, you know, I, like Colette, you mentioned, you know, you're making music, you move on to the next song. You make song, you move on to the next song, and it's so, kind of like I have the same issue that I've looked back on my live streaming that I have over 1,900 episodes. Amazing. You think I go back and Wild, look at, right? I was even talking to my yeah. social media manager recently and saying, if I went back and we released, if we pumped one episode a day, just shared it on social media, that'd be 1900 days. That'd take us five years. Yeah. <laughs> at one one show a day to pump out. So when you're making music, I'm sure there's so much in your vault that mm -hmm. doesn't get released. How, what is your, do you throw a dart at a board? <laughs> do you heart it? Do you like, checkbox and say this is a three this is a five do you focus group this what is your selection process for choosing what you're going to put on these albums you know in, in something like this when you're trying to put a retrospective together because you have so much to choose from colette colette want to feel this well, one or me well it's your release so why don't you say uh um, how you came up with i mean we both worked on it but he definitely went through everything first yeah well because I, who knows I your music better things. than you right yeah well I, i'm exact like you just said darren so i'm the type of producer where it's like maybe sometimes i move on so quickly that you i turn around and there's 350 records out and a lot of them i'm so into growing and forging new relationships and and uh, working with labels that have that reach that still exist versus I'm not a, a, a quantity type of, um, you know, as far as releasing music, I've, I've been through that in my life. Um, I'd rather do quality releases, less of them and stick with the labels that have that reach. I'm not saying they have to pay a promo company like, you know, in the heyday or anything, but that are getting music into the right hands and uh, that's that's more important to me um, as an artist. So my point is, is the time goes by, the records get older, and my perspective can kind of be like, all right, well, I did that. That's that's old, right? So, you know, Colette was really instrumental in being like, you know, you have such a a beautiful discography you should really consider, you know, 
doing like a, a retrospective. And at first I was kind of like, yeah, that'd be nice. If, you know, but listen to this. It's, it's brand <laughs> new like, or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was just no. Um, but, you know. And then the next it, week I was like, so how about that idea? Yeah. But it did. I'll tell you what. It kind of got me like just poking around at first, listening to some of my old stuff. And then. Um, it's nice because you see your journey. Yeah. And you see the things that you made when you first started that maybe you wouldn't make them the same way now, but there's a beauty in that, mm -hmm. you know? And, and like Pete was saying, you see the adventurous side of yourself and when you didn't know as much, but you still created this magic from what you were working on. And, and that's what's so cool about the retrospective. And I think when Pete actually went and listened to all of this work, you were pleasantly surprised. You know, what? going back because you don't you I mean, once I've been listening to a song like for 50 hours and then it gets released, unless I'm performing it live, I don't listen to it again. Right. So exactly. you almost forget about it. And then you go back and you're like, oh, you know, that's yeah. pretty good. Or I'll yeah. hear something that I didn't like. I'm like, oh, don't yeah. fix that. It can go. It can go <laughs> both ways. Like I could. I'll never forget. Like I could have done a record 18 years ago and been like, eh, I mixed the hi-hats a little bright on that. And then 18 years later, I press play on it. I'm like, oh, those hi-hats still sound <laughs> high. Like it's amazing. So, but you know what? Um, I did, I have to be honest with you. I listened back to my music and I thought like, it was, it was emotional for me a little bit because I was like, wow, like what a journey. I'm not somebody that, puts out a record you know I've had plenty of successful records whether it's been with Ovum or you know with Cassie or um but I don't to me that's just I put it in the belt and I use it for inspiration and that goes with live shows too I've never been somebody that has holds myself to low ego driven standards like I I don't care like I I want to always get better and I think Colette knows as well there isn't a make or break moment in what we do and i and i think that young artists need to know that and i love to watch and i'm super supportive to the up-and-comers but sometimes you see them having their moment and maybe they get a little ahead of themselves with the ego because our our the nature of what we do can bring a lot of people with you know egos obviously and i and i hope for them that they know that it, it's a long road. It's a marathon, you know? It's a, and so people like Colette and myself that are able to do what we love and have ups and downs, we, you know, I certainly can still hear a no from a label or, a, you know, I mean, that's just part of, of the music industry yeah one of the things I, I love that you said there was it's it's not a well basically it's not a sprint it's a marathon that's right you know and you know in that marathon in that race not only you do both doing what you do you garnered fans you have people that support you you have people that reach out to you, you have people that knock on your door when's the next thing coming out when are you coming to town what's going on your right. social media all that fun stuff right question how have you both stayed in touch with your fan base? How this? How, what's that been like uh, over the, the last say, year? I think, you know, staying connected via 
live streams when you can and social media, you know, doing mixes, even just releasing them on SoundCloud and still making music. You know, I, I still, I always love making music, even if I don't currently have any place to perform it. And so, you know, I think it's, we're lucky in the fact that we have technology to keep us connected. And that's been the biggest thing for staying in touch with everyone. I mean, you know, I haven't even seen my friends in a year. So, you know, yeah. Zoom is how I see everybody now. When I see everyone in person, I'll be like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, well, we have our little, like, you know, Saturday night Zoom session with, you yeah. know, Colette and I, and, you know, all sorts of our friends jump on, like old friends and stuff. And, um, you know, that's that's been nice. Mm -hmm. um, right. And, you're like, you're still here. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You're not, you now live in a box. It's like we're like the Brady Bunch right. beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met out in San Diego, I guess about four months ago. We did a West Coast weekender live stream, super safe. Mm -hmm. Colette and I were in like a trailer, like this Venley, but they had it all doped out. Yeah, everyone you know, was just was at a... tables. You can dance, which was actually very strange, but very safe. And you can yeah. see people in their seats like, come on. And in its own way, <laughs> it, it went a long way. I mean, it was great. It was I, great. It was great. Like I've done some live streams here in Philly with, uh, you know, Rob Payne, one of my oldest best friends, and you know they have the whole warehouse. It's like it might as well be a full blown event without a house sound system. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So when you're back there and you're hanging out, and I bring a glass of wine to the warehouse, and we're just chilling, like it almost counts um meaning like that feeling where i would get to the point where i'm like giving out energy and without yeah, that, you know people are there you know they're watching you so yeah. it it, it kind of changes the connection because you can't see them but you just have to feel it that they're there and it, it's you know when you're performing and I, i've always said this about any kind of performance if i'm playing for a lot of people or you know sometimes we've all played those parties where a lot of people are not there Everyone has done it Part and you still game. give the same show, you know, because everyone deserves that energy exchange, you know, whether exactly. it's 10 Certainly. people or a thousand yep. and people. That's, and yeah. That. And that's the type of artist that I know Colette and I want to be. It doesn't matter. Like as long as we're there and you don't want anyone walking away and be like, nah, you know, yeah, you always give it your all because you might touch somebody who's on the lot on the ledge hey oh, one person could be living the whole time and that's that's sometimes that's all i need is that one person even in a really crowded party sometimes you see that one person who's having the best time of their life yeah Bless and they them. don't I'm, and they don't leave they're in front of you yeah. the whole time and they're just so happy we have some of our ardent fans from being a, a, you know we were doing live streaming djing 10 years ago and two aspects to that was djs that would come on the show they had never done this before. So when they got on the show, they were kind of, I, if you go back and watch our old episodes, I'd be dancing, bouncing up and down for four hours straight. I almost became the icon of why people would tune in going, how long yeah. can this guy do this for? <laughs> yeah, <You know>? <laughs> go, Because I had to be animated to you let the DJ know when the transitions, when the music- Hypnotic was. state. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have any cue. They had no, first of all, they were never on camera. Second of all, they had no audience cue to know what was banging, what was going down. The chat room might be going, but they did. I was monitoring that. They didn't have anything yeah, in front of them to see the chat room blowing up and people saying, "This is fire! This is blowing up! This is hot!" And 
and people would just be like, I am rocking out in my living room. I'm dancing around. We had no way to maybe bring them into the show as you've seen some, some live streams do to get that audience participation back into the show. So it's just been very awesome. Now, were you two, um, were you doing any live streaming? How, how, when did you start live streaming? Did you jump on I mean, I, late in the game, early in the game? I did my first one in September. So I was kind of late to the game. I think I was kind of just not accepting <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. And um, I also really don't like being recorded at all. Um, I love playing parties, but you know, people roll up like, hey, can I record your set? I'm like, nope, because you mentioned it and now it's gonna be in my head. <clears throat> and when I'm being recorded, then I start thinking about being recorded instead of thinking about just sharing music. Cause then you're like, I don't wanna make a mistake, which is just not possible. Like no one can play a perfect set. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> everyone outside of Pete. Um, anyways, I had done a couple of live streams for Beatport Live years mm -hmm. prior, and um, you know, it was it was interesting because you knew a lot of people were watching, but like you were saying, you can't see them and you don't really know what's going on. So every time I've done the live streams at home, I do still get really nervous, mm. you know, and I'm really just like ah. But I, I then I remember I'm like okay, I love music and I do know what I'm doing mostly. So I will say when we did the live stream in San Diego, it was a lot more relaxing because there were people around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we we used to have a little bit of a studio audience that would come in and hang out, and you know we call them our secret sessions now. If somebody comes nice. into town, we don't announce who it is. It's kind of like we, oh, that's we, cool. We, we let our DJ sessions members have you know say you're gonna have a celebrity meet and greet come in and hang out in the studio and do all that obviously now it'd be all physically distant right or, now you can wave at them you can wave yeah. at them but um <laughs> you no you're, you're absolutely right what we saw the progression years ago when djs would warm up to the camera they warm up to the audience um now everyone can be on their i have djs they're on their phone in the chat room while they're playing yeah i've seen some people the they're reading it and they, they have their mm -hmm. mic and they're talking they to get people. the mic on as well and, and yeah. that interaction goes back one of our one of our top djs that we we have on our residency avian invasion just blows it up i mean this guy is a master at keeping it doesn't become invasive into the show like yo everyone just like that yeah with the, with the volume yep he is integrating he is using twitch to its fullest in the platform with the interaction cool. people, it's, it's just great to see that happening and it so, is weird though to be nervous when you can't see anyone and then not be nervous when there's tons of people in front of you like i'm still trying to get over that i'm like well, I, there's no, no one think, around why am i nervous i think he's brought it up was another great point you brought up the fact that you in your mind you're recording and if i'm recording and i mess up somebody could analyze that and say see she messed up and i've a, messed and, up and, a million times <laughs> and, and no and, I, and the thing i always told every dj was that it came on this because still comes on to this day i say i love it now if i have to give you the look because you're train wrecking which i know you two probably never train wreck but oh, if man. i have to give you the look if they say how was that set and i go did i look at you and they go no then you played a good set but right. i don't mind minor mistakes you didn't do like because it shows <laughs> that it's actually a live show that i mean we could we could if we wanted to i won't name names of other shows that have done this hit a play button and completely fake the whole thing how do i don't even know how you would do that that would actually seem more complicated to it, me. it is it's 
it's been done. You're like dancing around and the records are mixing. You're like, oh, I mean, wait. Uh, yeah. it's never that I've ever witnessed directly happened on our show, but I've yeah. heard of other DJs that, that are in the studio. That seems like a with lot us. of work. Feel like you notes. forgot to plug your headphones in, bro. Yeah. yeah it's, None of the I, equipment you're, you're giving it away. But, but yeah. Isn't it easier to just mix? I mean, I don't know. Seriously. The term fake it till you make it, I don't think it applies in that situation. Because well, yeah. people are going to find out. They're going to be like, wait a second, your fader is not up. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like I those old pioneer ads where there's like a guy like in, in front of the system, but there's no like Nothing's connected. out of the back. <laughs> Well, I know there was this really big name DJ that played some big soccer game event that had thousands and thousands of people watching. Yeah, I don't with no wire was plugged. Oh in. no, it was. I won't drop special. names. Yeah, exactly. We're still yeah. gonna try to get him on the show though. Yeah, that's why you don't want to say anything. Exactly. <laughs> don't want to say anything. Um, um, you know, let's let's just move forward a little bit here. I, I've got a few questions to go, and um, time is limited. Um, you know, producing music does it stands synonymous with spending hours in the studio. And what have you two been doing to keep yourself fit? You mean as far as like musically or as like on point? Oh no, I mean as far as like health wise. What do you mean <laughs> stay healthy? <laughs> like, I mean, you could be sitting in the oh, studio yeah. for 10 hours. I, I I'm building our new website and I'm spending yeah. 12, 14 hours a day on this dang thing for the last six weeks. I, I yeah. go and, running or walking every day. Yeah. I go I have hiking. two children. Yeah. Me too. I have three children, Colette. Imagine. This is true. Yeah. Um that's how he stayed because you're never you never sit down. You're yeah, running. exactly. Between that and I also um love to go hiking right so that's been like my exercise um i've been doing it more so recently but it's also been for mental health for sure because i think that for the past year with all of us being jammed up in our homes um i think it not to time stamp this too much because you know we're all moving on and life seems to be starting to finally get somewhere but I think that everybody who's been jammed up in their homes may have not realized like what we're missing with the lack of uh, socializing with our friends and walking past people. And um, I think that uh, some people have a more difficulty than others uh, with it. I'm grateful that like I'm able to have a little outlet and go out in the woods and go hiking and feel happy and relaxed and uh, lead a peaceful life, but I also am aware that some people may have been having a hard time with issues prior to this and what that must be like. And um, I think that comes back to us, people like Colette and I sharing our music. And um, like you mentioned, whether the venue is 2000 people or 60 people, if someone can come listen to us play on our tour, or one of our individual dates, and that give them two hours of peace. Um, that's I probably why that's, a lot of people really like the live thing. streams as well, because even though they're separated from everyone in their house, they can still have that community online. You know, Absolutely. and when you're watching someone that you really love play music and then you see someone, you know, in the chat room, you're like, okay, I am still connected and we still love this music together and we can experience it together. 
not only that, the bonds of friendship that can be made in an online platform that you might meet somebody from the Netherlands or you might meet somebody yeah. from Australia and you might Certainly. become number one fans and friends and <clears throat> right. followers that can grow into a relationship where you might go travel and meet people. It takes pen pal almost to the whole new level. It's going to be really and, exciting to see when everything gets back to a safer experience, um, how people come together. I've been making jokes online. I'm like, I'm gonna be crying at all my sets, but I don't think I'm joking. <laughs> I think I know, I'm, right? I'm gonna be playing, like trying to sing and crying. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I can already tell you, I'd never be more grateful to get back um, to playing music live. And that, that feeling um, of exchanging energy with yeah. with the peoples like we were pulled off after i don't Our know first week <laughs> first week well we we we'd did been we'd been touring already but our official tour had just started yeah week, and then and it was a wrap it was a good and week, it was though. a wrap <laughs> yep. i still get so, people saying like my last party was your tour yeah which is nice to hear yeah and they were all and you know what luckily they were all really good parties and everyone great. had a really great time so it was a nice way to to end that even though at the time we didn't know it was the end yeah it's nice to you know once you can get through the crowd of all colette's fans you know it's it's really great you're so goofy they love one, last, <laughs> one last question and in in 30 seconds or less we'll go colette first and then pete is there something like you would is there something you would like to say to up and coming new and up and coming producers to watch out for when it comes to making their career successful? The thing I've always said to anyone making music or playing music is it, it really is about your point of view and what you love about music. You know, you shouldn't worry so much about what is trendy or popular, but really worry or not worry, but really focus on what you're creating. What are you bringing that's different? Because sometimes when I make music and I'm like, man, this doesn't really fit anywhere. But then it ends up being something that I, I love performing more than anything. And I, I, you know, feel it does connect in a different way. And, and that's really what you want to spend your time on is what makes you happy. Because then it's the most authentic. Agreed. Um, I would say, like I touched on before, is um never forcing it um i don't mean don't grow and don't try things but i mean accept your you know i had a really successful major influence of mine tell me accept accept it like your opus as an artist like i remember being a kid being like oh i want to make new york records that sound like david morales like i could have been there for years it never would have happened that wasn't what i was going to do but i was young enough and still impressionable where I wanted to make big New York club records. It never happened, bro. Like that wasn't, I was a kid, don't get me wrong. So my opus was obviously the deep techie house long before there was a tech house term. So I always leaned towards like a fine mix of synthesis and, and techie deep stuff. Um, and that's who I am. That, that is that kind of genre bending uh sound that i have always created do i feel like i've refined that and grown from that like certainly but like in my heart i'm still i still revolve around that opus as that same artist maybe not even recognizably musically but my process in my mind 
is always going to be that. So once I accepted that, um, my music got better because um, fear can be part of uh, the the experience of making music, even if it's subconscious, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to make sure that it sounds as good as a, a Gymster record. I want to make sure that this or sonically it's got to be this and that. And then I was like, I backed off that a little bit. And I was like, I'm just going to make sure that I'm, I friggin' love this stuff. Right. And that's why I'm really comfortable and confident with what's coming out of the studio right now. Awesome. And if you didn't hear it in the beginning, and we're going to reiterate this back again, go check out the new album called The Days of Retrospect Part One. Two album compilation. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Be the Pete second Colette. Less than where can people find out more information about you? Where's the best place to go? Either one of you right now, drop the link. Go ahead, Colette. Well, I'm I'm on all the, the social media under DJ Colette. So come and say hello. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll definitely same, check. Oh, same for me. So he's also under DJ. Find Colette. him out there. I'm <laughs> also <laughs> under DJ Colette whenever possible. It's just short. All the, the social the media. Thing. I just run everything. Yeah. So. Awesome. We'll definitely check out the new album. DJ Sessions fans. Thank you two so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We'll be hearing more from you later this year. Talking to you again. Congratulations on the album release. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks. for having us. Thank Absolutely. Have a much. wonderful afternoon and have a wonderful morning. Yep. You too. All right. Talk to you all later. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.